0: Hey everybody, Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. I just wanna give, give you a quick thank you. I appreciate you, the listener. I really want you to know that. And I want you to also know that if I can ever do anything to support you, please reach out. That being said, here's two ways that you can connect with me. Uh, First, check out our Facebook group, Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can continue the conversation on networking in that group. Second, LinkedIn is the channel that you're going to find me most active on. Just search for Lori Hybe. You can simply click the follow button as I post daily information about marketing strategy, tips, and all podcast episodes and upcoming events. If you'd like to connect, just make sure you send a note with your connection request that references Social Capital. I can't wait to hear from you. All right, Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency that believes that in order for you to best market to your ideal customer, you need to get inside their head and really understand what influences their buying decision process. All right, so let's get into the show. Today's guest is Scott LeBeau. He spent the past 35 years working in the financial services industry. In his career, he's been fortunate to work with consumers and small businesses in several capacities. Scott has worked closely with businesses that have been successful as well as businesses that had to close shop. He listens to the owners talk about what's worked and what hasn't worked and what they wish they would have done. Scott, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, Lori. I'm glad to be here.
0: I'm excited to have you here as well. I know that you've got quite the experience and background. So how has your experience led to where you are today?
1: Oh, so, um, like a lot of people, you know, I've gone through the industry. I've had a, you know, do a lot of research on companies and a lot of internet searches. And um, I've worked closely with friends and family that are business owners. And as we've gone through this process, we realized a lot of their struggles had been just trying to connect with people and trying to find information. Um, So many of them don't have resources that I, for example, have because in my in my capacity at the bank, I've gotten to know accounts, I've gotten to know attorneys and all the support services where that makes me a little bit different than a lot of small businesses that don't have those resources and they really don't know where to go to find them. And uh, as we talk to more and more people about this, uh, including customers and friends, um, we learn that they really do need a resource you know if you go to a google search let's say and look for accountants theres i think i looked a couple of days ago it was over a billion and it's really easy for that small business owner to get buried on the back pages of a search but then they get frustrated when they're looking for somebody so really kind of led us to build uh build the one source direct platform
0: could you talk about that a little bit more your platform uh,
1: the platform the, platform, yeah. the way the platform is designed, we set it up right now where there's four primary areas. The first one is called a need. So what a need is, is simply if I'm looking for something, I can go to the website, I pick uh, what we're calling a specialty news, and that's simply what somebody does. So it's a, like for you, it would be marketing. If I'm looking for marketing, I type that in, I type a brief description, and then I hit send. And then what that does, it goes to the site and it'll look for other people that are involved in marketing in my geographic area. And then that person, that's they're signed up on the platform, will automatically get the second tab, which is called the lead. So it's a way for a user to connect directly with one another on uh, a topic that's common, you know, that's a common interest between the both of them. And they don't have to do an internet search. There's no search results. You remain totally anonymous so that if I do a pre marketing, you know, I don't get hit with, you know, a bunch of phone calls or emails um, by marketing companies looking to reach out to me so those are the first two primary uh, tabs that we have on our platform right now the next one is called an offer so let's say uh, if you are as a marketing uh, person want to offer a free website uh, inspection for you know prospective customers you could actually do that through the platform so you could go out there and say i have a marketing again taking that subject our specialty a brief overview of what you're looking for and when you submit that offer it will go out to any uh users on the platform that say they're looking for marketing tips so it's a great way to promote yourself um on the other side of that as someone that would receive that it's a great way to kind of create i was using analogy of like a sunday want ad you know like in, in where i live in milwaukee you always know, get the real fix on the paper well Takes a lot of time to go through that, but there's a way for me to clip that down or cut that down so that's only the things that I'm looking for, which is exactly what the platform is designed to do. I can take marketing and I would get that offer right away. And then the last tab is uh, our leads tab, or pardon me, it's the uh, articles tab. And when you talk in the intro about your, uh, your tips, this is a way for you to send tips directly to people. It's very similar to the offers tab. The biggest difference is, is that the offers have an expiration date where your articles would stay out there for uh, until you would remove them. So there's the four primary tabs. We felt that those were the ways that businesses uh, at this point communicate, you know, most often. So
0: interesting. So um, over the past seven years, what have you learned about all this? <laughs>
1: um, well, my, my business, biggest experience was going from someone that had to listen to or didn't have to uh, listen to other uh, business owners talk about what they need to actually being someone that experienced it. Um, at one point, I needed to find some developers, and that was an area that I had to go out and do some research on. Um, so it made me really realize that there is just a lot of legwork for the small business owner. Mm-hmm. But it also made me realize that there's a lot of areas that we really hadn't even thought about initially. In fact, one of my friends told me uh, early on that I should be prepared for this to go in the direction I never planned it. And as we started developing this more and more, uh, the initial concept was built around helping community banks. It's now gone into small businesses, to freelancers, especially let's say over the last 18 months with the impact of the pandemic, um, so many more small businesses have popped up out of necessity, so it's really kind of taken off and, and like I said, expanded a little bit more into those areas. And again, it just, uh, there's a lot of competition out there right now and hopefully we can help people connect directly with one another and save them some time.
0: I love that. So what's next for you here?
1: Well, uh, right right now the site is up and running and we're in the process of seeding it, but um, before we got to that point, as we're developing it, we also have a series of uh, several enhancements that we have planned, and our plan is to create like a focus group, our user panel, that will actually help us by looking at the, the enhancements we have planned. They're very industry-specific, so marketing ultimately will look a little bit different than, let's say, insurance. So we have the panel already set up for the first group. They will help us identify what's important. And kind of give us some direction in terms of what what's most important to be able to prioritize things so that you know we're focusing on what the end user wants. We are looking at this as that that end user will actually be considered more of our board of directors because we really want to listen to them in terms of where we go from here as opposed to just doing things arbitrarily and and putting something out there that no one really has an interest in sure yeah test test
0: testing is a ex- Definitely important in that process and understanding right. and, your you customer know, but, for sure.
1: Right. And, you know, it's, it's been nice that I've been, you know, I've, I've had again, family and friends that have been around with that are in business, but every one of the enhancements we built, we went to somebody that I knew in that specific industry. You know, I've talked to people uh, you know, my brother is in trucking. So we talked about transportation, uh, friends that are home builders. We talked to them, talked to people on the insurance side and uh, even some recruiters, about how to make this whole thing better so you know anything that we've done to this point has actually been built with the aid of other you know other users it's not something we've designed on our own in a vacuum
0: sure yeah no that's great um you know this is a really good time to pause for a quick message from our sponsor actually here
1: social capital is sponsored by keystone click Located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Keystone Click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online. For social capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness, generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit keystoneclick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today.
0: Scott, this show is really all about uh, networking and helping people to alleviate any fears that they have around networking. So can you help me do that by sharing with our listeners, one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had?
1: Um, oh, there's been quite a few actually, because for the longest time I was a sales rep for a bank and I think just, I never really was into going to the formal. Um, You know, meetings like weekly meetings and things like that. I enjoyed going to different outings, uh, let's say golf outing or things of that nature and just trying to make a point of uh, meeting as many people as I can because to me, a lot of those people were the ones that I I would be doing business with. So um, I think that was probably the most successful for me and just attending a more of a relaxed type function versus some of the more structured ones.
0: Yeah, I like a balance between the two. I like the casual Mm -hmm. um, events, but I also like the the structured, facilitated conversation type events as well.
1: I can definitely see that. Like I said, I just, you know, this will work for me.
0: Sure, absolutely. So regardless of the size of your network, it is still important to nurture and stay in front of them. How do you do that?
1: For example, on LinkedIn right now, I think I have 23,000 followers. So what we're doing is we're just continually putting regular posts out there. Um, I try to get a hold of, you know, or get in contact with my customers whenever possible. Uh, I'm not necessarily a believer in banking. They tell you, you should meet your customer once, you know, every six months or so. I think whenever possible, I will do that. If I come across articles or something, I think would be beneficial to a customer, I think, I make an effort to get those into their hands, or you see maybe an article on the company in a small trade publication. So, I think I just you know you look for different and creative ways to just to get in front of them and make those experiences as memorable, memorable as possible.
0: Well, I agree. I love that you identify, like you said, an article or some some resource or you know providing information and value that's going to help nurture that individual or, or a large audience as as a whole i think it's great to leverage social channels to do the one-to-many messaging as well
1: right so, and, you know that, to me that's how you that's how you're learning you're i think you're learning just as much from somebody that you connect with as you know they're going to learn from you so 100
0: percent. so what advice would you offer that business professional is really looking to grow their network
1: Step outside your comfort zone. Try something you haven't done before. Uh, I can, that's one of the challenges we face with the platform is just, you know, um, looking at things that we never thought possible. So, again, I think you just have to step outside your comfort zone and don't be afraid to make a mistake.
0: I agree. Definitely pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone is that's where you really grow, actually. The growth happens outside the comfort zone, at least in my own experiences. <laughs>
1: Well, I think people will surprise themselves too, because I think you're a lot of times you don't do it because you're uh, going to look like a fool or something like that, but you never know. And, um, like you said, the growth that you're going to have out of that, the experiences you get. And, uh, for example, you know, we have, I have two young children, two young children, two children. And I think it's important for them to see that it's okay to sit down, you know, and to ask people questions, to try to learn more from people. And, um, I don't want them to grow up with those sample limits.
0: All right, I've got a fun one for you now, oh. Scott, if you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of or differently with regards to your professional career?
1: Well, the first one is I don't think I would I don't believe in doing something different just because I think that um, really that's where i'm I'm at where I'm at, and I'm okay with that. I think differently. Um, I think I would have been more aggressive in, you know, going after some different jobs. Um, but again, that's that's such a tough call. But I, that would probably be the biggest thing. Is don't you know? Don't be afraid because I was. I was afraid to take those risks early on, and um, that would have been the one thing I would do differently. Sure. That I kind of I don't know if I answered that correctly but
0: no that that's fine that, that's good. Um, all right I'm gonna give you the opportunity to interview me, Scott. What is something you'd like to ask me?
1: Hmm. How personal can I get? I'll, I
0: let I let you know you, I'm, I'll let you know if you cross the line
1: <laughs> and, 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 okay, but I'll preface this because uh, this, to me, understanding like your 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 parents and your background is is kind of indicative to some extent of who you are sure. so that's one of things I like to learn about is what is you know what what is what's Lori's family like I mean you know it's so how was your childhood not that I'm a psychologist but how was your childhood <laughs> how were your-
0: um I you know I I have a lot of amazing memories um I I am grateful that I grew up in a time that did not have cell phones and mobile devices.
1: <laughs> yep
0: um, you know, A lot more freedom and adventure. Um, you know, at the time I thought my parents were super strict, but I also reflect back and and know that um, they were strict in areas that were important to helping me be who I am today, but they're also allowed me to have experiences that, again, molded me to be who I am today, and I really appreciate that. Um, you know, going through school was a challenge in a number of ways. I wasn't the most popular kid on the street. I mm-hmm. um, I would say I was super nerdy and geeky and, um, uh, you know, didn't necessarily love school. Um, I, I fell in love with education after I graduated high school and started going to college. Um, okay what else can I share? Lots of, lots of activities, lots of sports. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It would be fascinating to go back and be a kid knowing what I know now about life in general.
1: But, you know, I, I think yeah, there's a couple things to me that you touched on. And again, I'm not using my psychology degree because I don't have one, but I think <laughs> when you mentioned, you know, the, the lack of, a uh, you know, no cell phones, You know, and it put us in positions where we had to build those relationships and we had to learn how to communicate with them. And, um, but I think that, you know, when you talk about playing sports and different activities, I think all that stuff would help, you know, and like one of the things I'm very, I'm with my son right now focused on when he talks to somebody, making sure he makes eye contact, looking them in the face, Yeah. you know, little things in communication like that to me that are very important. So, yeah.
0: Uh, I agree. You know, there's one thing that my dad always made me do. And at the time I just, it drove me nuts and I hated it, but now I'm so grateful that this was like just the, the littlest thing. And it and it's, you're going to mm-hmm. laugh when I say it, but you know, it, it'd be like, Hey, what do you want for dinner? We would all say pizza. And then my dad would make me pick up the phone and order the pizza. And I hated yeah. doing that. I hated doing that. But I realized that that had such a big impact on me to just Mm -hmm. one, get over that fear, which we talked about, push yourself outside that comfort zone, but two, you know, it's okay to just tell people what you want (laughs) and, and, you know, do the, do the uncomfortable things and, and, you know, you do it enough times and it's, it's easier to do too so i know it sounds so silly but i feel like that was such a critical part of my childhood (laughs) no
1: it's not silly because i will tell you that we've gone to restaurants you know and you get there and the kids what do you want and they talk to you and not the person i'm like i can't order it for you Mm -hmm. i'm not going to make what you're looking for you got to talk to them but you but i think you're right i think little communication like that is little things are huge so Yep.
0: yeah i i do appreciate that a ton Um, thank you for that fun question though.
1: (laughs) Well, again, I think that just, that's just how we are shaped and that guides us whether it's good, bad, or indifferent to who we are. So
0: most definitely. All right. So I believe you have an offer for our listeners. Would you like to share that?
1: Yes. What we would like to offer is we're going to offer a seven day free trial for the website. And then after that, we're going to offer 12 months for $99. Um, And if you have questions and you want to reach out to me, um, you can go to our website, which is www.onesourcedirect.net, that's all spelled out, and then you can read information, you can see our short demo videos, and I'd be more than happy to talk to you uh, to discuss how to use the first seven days in terms of maybe taking those articles or marketing tips that you send out regularly and getting Mm -hmm. them onto the website so that you can get out there. And um, as we look to build and seed our our platform, uh, make yourself uh, or let yourself get in front of as many people as you can.
0: Love that. All right. We'll include all that information in the show notes. Any other um, ways that people can connect with you?
1: uh, They can go to LinkedIn, uh, Scott LeBeau. um, And if you go to our website, you'll see all of our social media platforms as well laurie i will have to send you a link for that offer though okay so that anyone that wants to use it will have to go through that link so i will get that to you
0: got it that's great we'll update that in the show notes as soon as we possibly can all right thank you so much scott for taking the time to be on the show today i really appreciated having you and, and your stories that you shared
1: well thank you very much i appreciate it
0: all right this wraps up our episode of social capital huge thank you to scott for taking the time to connect with us As mentioned before, let's connect on LinkedIn. Connect with me, connect with Scott. We're always looking forward to hearing from you and connecting with you. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. Most importantly, I encourage you to go reach out and connect with someone. Reconnect with someone from your past or find someone new that you'd like to connect with. That's what it's all about. Go build those relationships. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.